From Happy Cat Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's Rick's Rambles for the week of September 27th, 2021. Fun Facts. I think we would all agree that the most iconic talk show host of all time was Johnny Carson. He hosted 4,531 episodes of his TV show, and I've become a little fascinated with his life, so this week we've got not 10, but 14 fun facts about Johnny Carson. Here we go. Number one, he started out in show business as a magician, calling himself the Great Carsini. Number two, early in his career, Johnny worked as a ventriloquist. His dummy's name was Eddie. Number three, while serving in the Navy, Johnny's biggest moment was filling in for Rita Hayworth during a magic show given by fellow magician Orson Welles and letting Welles saw him in half. Number four, Johnny was 10 and 0 as an amateur boxer during his Navy service during World War II. Number five, Johnny co-wrote the familiar Tonight Show theme song with Paul Anka. Anka wrote the music, Johnny wrote the lyrics. Although the lyrics were never used during the show's run, Johnny collected 50% of the residual payments. The song was known as Johnny's Theme. Number six, when asked who he most wanted as a guest on The Tonight Show, Johnny replied, Cary Grant. Grant never did appear as a guest. Number seven, he was an expert drummer. Johnny once appeared on the New American Bandstand and stood in for the house drummer. Number eight, in 1966, Johnny single-handedly helped popularize the new board game Twister when he played a round of it on the show with Ava Gabor. Sales overnight skyrocketed. Number nine, Johnny was originally considered by Carl Reiner for the Rob Petrie role in what later would become the Dick Van Dyke Show. Number ten, he also was considered for the role of Cookie in the 1960 Elvis Presley film G.I. Blues. Number eleven, Johnny was offered Harvey Corman's role as Hedley Lamar in Mel Brooks' Blazing Saddles. He turned the role down. Number 12. Johnny appeared in only one actual movie during his entire career. That was 1964's Looking for Love, starring Connie Francis. Number 13. After his retirement, he taught himself the Swahili language, which he used to communicate during several trips to Africa. And number 14, I love this. He did not speak during his final public appearance. In 1994, he made a guest appearance on Late Night with David Letterman. Upon seeing him, the audience went crazy and gave Johnny a two-minute standing ovation. John Lee simply got up and walked off the stage. There you have it, 14 fun facts about Johnny Carson. This week's good news story comes to us with kind of a little bit of an interesting backstory. So I record typically one day of the week, and the rest of the week I spend gathering good news stories and fun facts and looking for special days and content for the podcast. And I put those all in a Google Doc, and I retrieve them when it's time to record. Well, I'd found a good news story that I thought was a good fit for today, but every time I tried to record it, something happened. I would have a technical issue or I would stumble over some words, or I would sneeze, and I just could not get it recorded, and I was so frustrated. I took a little break, and literally, while I was taking a break, this story popped up in my inbox, and I thought, that's it. 
This is the story I'm supposed to read this week. So today's good news story, in the spirit of Otto, I do believe, is called The Book Boy. Orion Jean is a young man on a mission sharing the gift of reading with hundreds of thousands of kids. He may be only 10 years old, but the number on his mind is 500,000. That's how many books the Texas boy hopes to will be donated by the end of the month. I want to share my love of reading with as many people as possible, he told CBS News. In 2020, Gene won a student kindness contest where he displayed his own campaign of compassion. Kindness is a virtue we can all possess if we are willing to, he said. So why not start today? Because right now, that's what the world needs more than ever. Gene told CBS News that winning the contest was really just the catalyst to start something so much bigger. It started out as an idea, but here we are today, and the race to kindness was born. With his $500 prize, Gene donated toys to a Dallas Children's Hospital. Next, through food drives and partnering with a relief group, he collected, get this, 100,000 meals for Texas families. Now, his focus is books for children who may not have them at home. It's all about my moral duty to help people, he said. You know, I think it's my responsibility to be able to see these people who need help and knowing that I might have the resources to help them. Pretty deep thoughts from a boy who has yet to start the sixth grade. When Jean's mother, Carrie, was asked if he is a typical 10-year-old boy, she said, well... Often he is. Every night we have to remind him to take the dishes out of the dishwasher and to feed the dog. With over 120,000 books collected so far, Gene is asking people across the country to give away their used books. I hope that the impact I have had is enough to keep people continuing to race to kindness and continuing to join me in this marathon because kindness is not a sprint. Wow, what a deep thought. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a two-time thing or a three-time thing. It's something that hopefully we can do for days and weeks and years and for the rest of our life. There you have it, our good news story for today. Did you know we have a companion group on Facebook for this podcast? Well, we do. And, of course, it's called Rick's Rambles. So just go to Facebook, look up the Rick's Rambles group, and we have so much fun on there. Would love to have you join us. If you want to support the podcast, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Of course, you can buy me a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash rickgarrett, and you can share it on your social media and let people know what you're listening to. So I asked my friends this week to share something good that had happened to them, and I got so many responses, I decided to include some of them on the podcast this week. And this is so great to hear all this good news coming from people that I know. I may make this a semi-regular event here on the Rick's Rambles podcast. Here we go. Alethea Drexler says she's killing it with Christmas shopping this year. Usually she scrambles until Thanksgiving, but this year got a whole bunch of good ideas early and is making great progress. Jeff Davis says his side hustles are picking up after a long, dry spell. David Osborne, this is amazing, hit a major milestone in his weight loss journey, 120 pounds lost. Great job, David. 
Kyle Wilman, well, he got to work and visit Gen Con. Our friend Suzanne Rampton out there in the Northwest, after months of suffering severe sinus and allergy attacks due both to a drought and an unkempt vacant lot next door, she, well, last week she saw both rain and the lot got mowed, and now she's nearly symptom-free. Susie Chesnick has a very special friend from California visiting her and her husband. Sherry Heron, one of the kindest people I know, was tending to a kitten that was abandoned by neighbors that moved out, and that kitten now has a home. Dan Kalfas is getting to pet sit an adorable cat this week. Stephanie Winthrop had a porch cat that was a stray that has now become a cuddly house cat. You may guess a lot of my friends are really into cats just like us. Allison Stanfield is expecting not one, but two new grandbabies. Casey Winningham got to visit with his cousin who plays with the group Pure Prairie League before their concert. Mark Schlidmeyer had two of his grandkids spend the night with them. Well, Mark, no wonder you look happy but tired. Belinda Short worked the green room at Colossicon and got to see some friends she had not seen in quite some time. Philadelphia Phil had a short story released on a podcast originating in San Francisco, and he wrote several new songs. Belita Bridgewater got to perform with a dulcimer group for a very appreciative audience. Jim Taylor reports he is making great progress in learning to play the fiddle. He says, at age 64, why did I decide to learn a new instrument? Well, why not? It's making me feel like I'm just not done with life yet. Mick Hedig created a set list for an Elvis tribute he's involved in. Steve Garrett, no relation, has been listening to Morse code and making some contacts after a several-year absence from the hobby of ham radio. David Slates made some decisions about the direction of his life. David, we're sending good thoughts your way. I love this one. Jeff Loveless had another week of good health. Well, that may seem kind of unremarkable, but he says with so many friends suffering, a week of good health is indeed good news. And fellow comedian Ryan May entered the Guinness Book of World Records as a member of the world's largest marching band. And there's some good news for this week. Well, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole this week. I actually went on to learn the chords for a song, and the next thing I knew, I was watching a video of fast food items that don't exist anymore. How those two are related, I have no idea, but YouTube knows what I like, and that's food. I thought I would include some of these today as a bit of a random list. So do you remember any of these fast foods that don't exist anymore? Burger King Burger Shots. Well, they were there answer to White Castle sliders. They actually sold them in a case, kind of like the White Castle Crave case. Do you remember the Wendy's Super Bar? Now, this was not just their salad bar, but they had all kinds of stuff. They had fixings for Mexican food, all kinds of good stuff. You could make a full meal from their Super Bar. McDonald's had a sandwich called the BLT that had the dressings on one side and the sandwich on the other. And the slogan was, it keeps the hot side hot and the cool side cool. Do you remember those? Well, that one fell out of favor because of the packaging because there was a lot of unrecyclable styrofoam in that package. Also from McDonald's, the McSalad shakers. Remember those? They were like a, a clear plastic cup that had salad in them and you would shake them up to mix the dressing. Those were kind of interesting. Burger King had dinner baskets with 
coleslaw and salads and fries and sandwiches so you could get a complete meal at Burger King. Now, I don't remember this one at all. McDonald's Hula Burger. It was a Hawaiian-themed burger. Dairy Queen tried to capitalize on the frozen yogurt phase. Oh my gosh, I remember that. They introduced frozen yogurt in probably the mid-1990s or so. McDonald's had a sandwich called the Arch Deluxe. These were one of my favorites, Long John Silver's Peg Legs. Who remembers Peg Legs from Long John Silver's? I gotta say, I love Long John Silver's, and I know my good friend Jason Pearson does also. So Jason, let's plan a lunch at Long John Silver's soon. What do you say? And it's time for our special days of the week today. Monday, September 27th is National Chocolate Milk Day and National Corn Beef Hash Day. Who remembers corned beef hash in a can from Armor? That was a staple in our house growing up. Tuesday the 28th is National Drink Beer Day and National Strawberry Cream Pie Day. Wednesday the 29th, National Biscotti Day, National Coffee Day, and National Mocha Day. Thursday the 30th is Chewing Gum Day. It's International Podcast Day and National Mold Cider Day. Friday, October 1st is International Music Day, National Black Dog Day, National Pumpkin Spice Day kicks off October. Saturday, October the 2nd, National Fried Scallops Day and it's World No Alcohol Day. And Sunday, October the 3rd, Global Smoothie Day and it's National Butterfly and Hummingbird Day. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Rick's Rambles podcast. Sure glad you listened in. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed making it. So until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now, and we'll make the world a better place. <laughs>